everybody here? My name is Ben Yuko, and I'm the president of the Zo One Three organization. And I would lovely to present you my community space on Zo One Three podcast media. So, if you are very interested in hearing about sports, IT, and entertainment, let's hear these words. Please, ladies and gentlemen. We're feeling it. Yup. Let's go. All right. I am here right now. My name is Ben Yuko here. I'm with the Zoe community member. We're here, the president of the organization, the founder of this organization that has set up this podcast media. And I am the representative of this great podcast media. We're going to be getting into all the numbers of topics today and covering some of the very important issues that need to be addressed today. And before I get started, I want to get you guys to understand, I want everybody to understand, I'm start, I want to begin to start having guests on the platform, start having some very, very important guests on the platform. So, for example, I'll, do, I'll be doing a lot of these current events and do self-shows a lot on the typical Monday and Wednesday, but maybe they'll be like at least once a month, I want to at least have some guests on the show. To start going over different topics and start building and start building an audience for everybody to see and prosper to work on figuring out how can we do better. Because I, I love doing this because this is actually great. It's great to work on putting the, this media together and have an actual real substance to talk about here today. And it's it's very, very amazing, and I'm getting excited to do it. So, let's kick, let's start off. Let's kick it off. For, okay, first, first one in the thing right now I want to really, really have a really talk about is the reinforcement of what I said about thing about Monday and why this is actually even more important and why it's not really talked about in the media. Knowing that nobody in the media and you knowing that they only gave him a suspension, what happened if this was a black coach? They would have had his remo- his ass removed right away and thrown out the door. For this to go on, to have any any discernment and any fucking concern, any fucking concern on the kind of filth 
and the kind of nonsense here. <laughs> and you, we're gonna. I'm gonna read this article. Well, coming up, uh, coming up. I gotta. I'm going to read this article to you on the response, and then I want you to hear what they did with Andrew's son. Okay. Kansas City Chief Head Coach Andy Reid finally discussed the situation involving his sole chief linebacker coach Britt Reid following the Chiefs' heartbreaking defeat in the Super Bowl. Thursday night, Britt Reid was involved in a car accident on I-435 South that left a five-year-old girl critically injured. Kansas City Depart Police Department was trying to determine if the driver in peril was factored in the crash, according to a report. Brett didn't did admit that he had two to three drinks earlier in the night. Here's what Reed said in the opening statement. I haven't had the chance to, to address you since the accident happened that my son was involved. Reed said, my heart goes out to all those who were involved in the accident, and particularly the family with the little girl that was fighting for her life. It is a tough situation. I can't come out any more than what I am here. The questions that you have, I'm going to have to turn those down at this time. Just for a human standpoint, my heart bleeds from everyone involved in that. Britt didn't travel to Tampa with the team for the Super Bowl. <laughs> this is from Black Sports Online. Now, this is very interesting. I want you, I want you to see how... And this is 12 hours ago after the fact that he was addressing everybody in the media. And you know what? Knowing that nobody in the media talks about it, everyone's quiet. Everybody's quiet. Everyone can talk about T.I., Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson, R. Kelly, and everybody else. But th this is okay, right? But this is like nobody, nobody in the NFL were like, I thought the personal contact policy applies. Oh, that's no, that's right. Those policies are not for that's not for them. That's for you, black man. That's what they're for. They're there for your black ass. Is that understood? To make sure that you ass stay in line and they love it. So now you know, it's it, it, I'm amazed. I'm 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 getting amazed. I'm 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 very amazed that I shared three major incidents in the last four weeks, last month or so since the Biden administration started, and I'm not better than either party. Knowing that everybody's quiet, everybody's quiet, everybody is okay with this, everyone's cool with this, okay. Everyone's cool with this. Everyone's cool. Everyone says, you know what? There's only, there's only just the reckless impairment driving. There's no there's no um child endangerment charge. Oh, like what the hell? What? Attempted murder? Oh, okay. So well, like where's the charges for this? So we're gonna get ready. Cops didn't arrest Brett Reed and the cheese won't fire him. Of course not. They suspended him. The funny thing is they suspended the guy. They never really said they never really fired him. I thought these I thought these feminists would be very, very concerned about this. 
and, and, and it seems that no media covers it. Everyone's just like, okay, we can, we can sit back. And this just shows you how very hypocritical the NFL is. And, that, and especially the Super and guess what? The Super Bowl ratings went down. That was so terrible. They lost like at least 9% of their ratings. Are you are you, are you guys are, you, are we out of our minds? They lost nine percent of the ratings of this stuff. Are you are you guys okay with that? So I'm gonna read this. This is why Privis Indonesia, Kansas City Chief linebacker Britt Reed has been suspended from the team as police investigate his involvement in the bad accident that left a five-year-old girl fighting for her for her life. You almost killed the child. That's that's child endangerment. Well, okay. As we previously reported, Costa readmitted to consuming alcohol and Adderall before a bad three-hour three-car crash around 9 p.m. Thursday night that left a child in critical condition. The child's family mother said the girl suffered major brain damage in the accident, including swelling and internal bleeding. She she hasn't has not woken up since the crash. That's that is on that is totally totally unbelievable. Oh unbelievable. Can you believe that folks? That information. Because there's no way in hell we should be still allowing that motherfucker to be even playing and coaching that team in the NFL. But according to Roger Goodell, it seems that it's pretty much okay. We can do this now, okay? Cause it's just, it's just gonna be business as usual. Like we can talk about these, um, Chris Brown. You can get into that. You guys can talk about Ray Rice, Adrian Peterson, any other black man in Hollywood that is on people's radar, and it's a okay and it's acceptable. So that should be everybody's full attention on how this thing is gonna actually go. So now let's get back to the comment here. Dollar Lee replies to people saying yellow ball now he want after the, the the baby the baby's breakup. So lots of people are getting mad at this woman, and rightly so. Because I am so sick of this woman already. And you know, once again, He wants because it is ridiculous, and it's still going on his plan. Oh, oh, and and that and first of all, I'm gonna say this to black men and black women. Why do y'all keep supporting these types? Like Dolly, whether it's Cardi B, whether it's Iggy Azalea, whether it's Justin Bieber, whatever is ever. Elvis Presley, Pat Boom, Marky Mark, and uh and others that were playing ball, or or oh yeah, little Dicky, yeah, all those other motherfuckers, especially Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> so it tells us why are we okay with this? Why are we finding this funny? Why do we find this that this could be acceptable? And we're still accepting the bullshit.
And now, now, uh, and back again for a second here. I got another story that came out here. Yeah, it came out my attention. Even though Wheeler had pleaded not guilty, he admitted it on Twitter. He did it. He should go to jail. He's a clear injury of an assault, and frankly, he should be in jail for attempted murder. Here's how Alaya Taylor describes her injury. I still have to regularly get my concussion checked. I have bonds and a steel plate. I'm going to have my forever, forever in my arm. I'm going to have to deal with this for the rest of my life. As previously reported, Taylor claimed Wheeler, who played for the Seattle Seahawks at this time, snapped and got violent with her paramedic episode. They had been dating for roughly six months at the time. During the attack, Taylor said the NFL demanded she would bow down to it, and when she refused, he beat and choked her with the inch of her life. Oh boy, I tell you, folks. And it's just despicable. Now, now we're going to hear from the, the, the actual wife. Okay, let's, let's, let's listen to this. For the very first time, the woman who says she was attacked by former Seattle Seahawks player Chad Wheeler is speaking out. Last week, you may recall, Wheeler pleaded not guilty to three charges, including domestic violence assault. His ex-girlfriend showed up in court to face him. She says that Wheeler is still a threat to her safety. And now she's sharing her story in an exclusive interview with CBS This Morning. She spoke with our national correspondent, Jerika Duncan. Good morning to you, Jerika. Good morning to you, Gail. Her name is Aaliyah Taylor. And it was a leaked photo of her injuries that made national headlines. Well, now she's ready to share her story. And most importantly, she wants domestic violence survivors to know they're not alone. We want to warn you, some of what you're about to see and hear is graphic. I still have to regularly get like my concussion checked. I have bolts and still and a steel plate. I'm gonna have forever in my arm. I'm gonna have gonna have to deal with this the rest of my life. That's the reality for 27-year-old Aaliyah Taylor after she says she was attacked by her then boyfriend Chad Wheeler. Taylor says the pair dated for six months with barely any arguments. We were. Like best friends, we did everything together. I even introduced him to my family. We would babysit my nephew together. But you see, they're saying that this is a best friend. <laughs> how can you say how how can you say that's your best friend when they do something? I wouldn't say that until at least until you're engaged. <laughs> that's no best friend. This this is an insult. This is an insult. Because most people, when they get when they get engaged and then when they do get married, they said that's their best friend, and that's what most couples come together. But we're no, but that's how a lot of it comes through. <laughs> oh, this is sick. This is totally. This is absolutely sick. That's no best friend. That's 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 a that's a murder. That's a that's a attempt at murder. That's what you're dealing with. So let's continue. According to Taylor, that all changed on January 22nd, starting with a text from Wheeler that he'd shaved his head. He loved, just loved this long hair, um, refused to cut it, and it, it surprised me and it worried me. I came home and Chad was trying to play it off as if he just kind of cut his hair, but then as time went on throughout the day, he started going downhill emotionally. Taylor later told police it was the beginning of a manic episode 
adding she knew Wheeler suffered from bipolar disorder. Then, according to Taylor, Wheeler snapped into a dark place. She, um, he stood up and he told me to bow down and asked him why and he, he didn't respond. He just told me to bow down again and I told him no and he, he immediately grabbed my neck and that's, um, that's when things began. Do you recall what happened after that? When he grabbed my neck, he, he threw me on the bed. And um, I remember looking up at him and asking him, please stop, Chad, it's me. And um, I just immediately knew the look in his eyes, that was it. Taylor, who is 5'9", says that's when Wheeler, 6'7", weighing more than 300 pounds, tried to choke her. According to Taylor, she blacked out twice before the attack was over. I had touched my face and I looked down and there was, there was blood on my hand. And I, I remember getting up and running to the bathroom. Chad was standing by the bed by the doorway and he was sipping his smoothie. And he's like, wow, you're, you're still alive. Please help me now. Taylor says she then locked herself in the bathroom, called 911, and texted her family and Wheeler's father for help. According to police reports, it took three officers and two sets of handcuffs to restrain Wheeler. Police said Wheeler kept apologizing as he was arrested. Do you think that Chad's behavior is directly connected to a mental health issue? To be honest, I don't know. He went and ate dinner after doing this to me and he didn't take the same approach with the cops as he did with me. The Seahawks dropped Wheeler saying the team strongly condemns this act of domestic violence. If convicted, Wheeler faces 8 to 12 years in prison. Last week, he pleaded not guilty to two domestic violence related charges and one count of resisting arrest. Taylor. You see this bullshit? You heard those charges? The man fucking admitted it. Boy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on this case more and more if more information comes out. I'm gonna keep going if this comes out more. I'm gonna talk about it more. I find this amazing that there's 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 no outrage, and the Super Bowl this weekend wasn't shut down. No blackouts. Nothing. Everybody seems it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. Let's let's continue. Taylor was in the courtroom. Why was it so important for you to appear in court? I didn't want him to think that that he had that power over me. That I wasn't going to defend myself. And I thought how easy would that be for him and his legal team to be able to say whatever they want without having to look me in the eye. Do you think he should serve prison time for what he did to you? Yes. Yes. I definitely do think that he should. I have to say the hardest part of all this wasn't, wasn't the surgeries, it wasn't any of that. It was getting a call from my niece and nephews. They thought they had lost me. And the pain in their voice. I will never forget that. I will never forget that.
and she doesn't want her story to be forgotten either. How grateful are you to be alive? Beyond grateful, I really feel like God has blessed me with another chance, and I want to try to use the time I've been blessed with um, to help other people and to get this story out and make sure people don't feel alone and that this doesn't happen again. CBS News reached out to the attorneys for Chad Wheeler. They declined to comment on the case. Wheeler's trial is set to begin in Washington State in April. A reminder, if you need help related to domestic violence or mental health, we've posted free resources on our website, cbsnews.com. Um, a lot of strength exhibited oh, by this yes, young lady. Very brave. So important, yeah, very so brave. powerful that she's speaking up, and especially the pictures, Jerika, are yeah. heartbreaking. And you look at the numbers, her height, his height, six, her weight, his six, weight. Six, seven, height. five, nine, yeah. A, a terrifying change in his demeanor. A, yes. a shift, six months of dating, and then suddenly that? Yeah, and she said not even an argument. Um, you could tell she was very conflicted because she cared so yeah. much about him. Yeah. Um, but this is one of those uh, difficult stories to tell because it's not just the domestic violence, but also recognizing that there is a mental health component in this. Yes, it's interesting that she had to say to him at one point, Chad, it's me. It's me. Right. It's Although me. as a matter of mental health awareness, being bipolar does not mean you beat exactly. up your no. family members. Exactly. Um, it's a very important something else point. going on. You see how hypocritical CBS was? They're just saying it's a mental health issue. What kind of shit is this? Are you telling me this type of shit? This kind of story, the thuggers didn't say, oh, it's a mental health issue. Okay, wasn't, you didn't say that about Chris Brown. You didn't say that about Kobe Bryant, Gal King, your bootlicking coon. You are a coon. And I know you're a coon. You see how the white dudes out there, they don't say, they just, oh, oh, it's just so, oh, it's a mental health issue. But then, oh, 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 he's a criminal, he's a criminal. When a black man, don't you see the racism? You see how they're just, Cuffing it up and shove, and no statement from the White House. Remember, the White House is quiet. The White House is okay. It seems that yeah, you can do this. You can do whatever the hell you want to do. That's 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 what you're saying. Oh, oh goodness gracious! These people just they just love they just, they're they're that desperate. They're that they're that fucking desperate. Okay. The three domestic violence, but they, there's no attempted murder. <laughs> you have to ask yourself, why is that? Okay. Now, you've been hearing about another death in R&B. The Supreme Court fired Mary Willis and passed away at 76 years old. It's with heavy hearts we are reporting the past of outspoken Mary Willis, the co-founder of multi icon group. And the Supreme, she was 76 years old. The Detroit Breeze Sergeant Lawson Publicist Jay Swartz confirmed her passing in a statement early Tuesday morning. According to him, Willard passed away from suddenly in her Las Vegas home on Monday. At this time, her death has not been revealed. Funeral services will be held privately because of strict COVID 19 restrictions. But Swartz noted that the public memorial icon is planned for later this year. So they're actually going to be working. That, that this morning, so Diana Roswell's statement, I just wanted to know my condolences to you, marriage fair. I reminded that each day is a gift, and I have so many wonderful memories of our time together. The Supreme will live on in our hearts. 
Barry Gordy released a statement on Monday night showing that the fall of her death. Well, I was extremely shocked and sad to hear of the passing of a major member of the multi fan. Mayor Willis said of the Supremes, he said, The Supremes were already known as the sweetheart of Motown. Mary, along with Diana Ross and Forrest Bear, came to Motown in the early 1960s. After an unprecedented string of number one hit television night booking, they opened the door for themselves, the other Motown and many others. So that's a statement there. It's a sad thing. The Supreme is a legendary R&B group in the ways of the late Aretha Franklin, Ray Charles, James Brown, Sam Cooke, and on. On and on. And, and the Isley Brothers and stuff. That's a lot R&B groups and it's a lot of other ones from the 19th and, and you know these Smokey Robinson comes from the, the whole Motown family and stuff so because I wrote a paper about this for a college course when I was back in 2018 I actually was 17, uh, 17 at the time I was writing a paper about it it was actually a, it was a great paper I got like a 12 out of 12 I, Cause I nailed like almost everything about that paper, and it's really it was a genius level of success. And I wrote everything about the history, and I had every background around it. And I and and I had to use different sources, the book, and break everything down. What I think of good music, and put it in the best perspective. Cause I always cherish the history of. R&B music, hip-hop, the jazz, the, uh, others, musical brands like reggae and gospel. And, and, and it's been in documents that we also have a contribution of country music. Co country music, so... So that's also in the brand. So, so that's also another thing. So let's see. Um, they had some new music on this site already. So they had some new music picks. Um, they also have some coming out. Yo, breezy. They. See if you can check out all this list. So I'll I'll just leave the list for you guys. They have a weekly list of all the stat picks to see what's coming out right now. So to make sure that keeps the music so hot and stuff. So now I'm gonna talk about now I'm gonna to completely talk about the new um the new song on uh, the new documentary that ca came out on HBO right now so the Jew this and the Black Messiah soundtrack um, first I'm gonna talk about um Nas a little bit um Nas and Hip Boy get busy EPD song snippet last year Nas and Hip Boy instantly achieved a dynamic set upon the, the release of King Disease and a claim project that features stellar work from both parties and while some wonder why not the partnership was a one-hour endeavor it appears that Nas and Hip Hop aren't quite finished yet 
In fact, they are recently reconnected for some new music on the upcoming sound to the Judas and the Black Messiah, a project that featured Black Dot, Jay-Z, Nippy Oslo, J.I.D., Rhapsody, and more. More. So it's, it's really, really nice to see that come into play. Also, also more music news that's coming. Um, I'll get to all that coming up here. And we also got no name to say why she turned down the, on being the Ju on the Judas and the Black Messiah. And I respect her opinion on this. I'll, I'll, we'll go over that here. The, tra the track list of the sons of the upcoming fret-handed by the Judas and the Black Messiah arrives today. And why some of the tracks like Nas, E.P. and Jay-Z Nippy first ever collaborate on Drought and Simon, fans are noticing the absence and one notable performer, Alice's Nonet, who has been one of the most outspoken monitors of Hampton's revolution in philosophy, wasn't on the album track. That, but that doesn't mean Noah asked her to be. When prompted fans, she explained why she's the original bill to be on the soundtrack, but opted out. I hope people actually go study Fred Hansen's analysis on U.S. imperialism and fact beyond seeing a movie she wrote. Most of his product was stripped from the film, given the nature, uh, controversy nature of Hampton Dude. That's somehow disappointing, but not surprised. However, picking on No Name is become a favorite Twitter pastor. One fan decided to take a jab. Things didn't go the way he expected. Though, as No Name defl deflated his criticism and swayed her reason for not being on the soundtrack. This is why they ain't put you on the soundtrack, says Ralph Fan. What's crazy is they ask No ask No Name request. I'm supposed to be on the song with Sub. Uh, and cinema, but after seeing the movie, I decided to pass. No name, Saba and Cinema previously partnered to form a collective ghetto side, released a pair of tracks in 2019 to hype a potential album, but so far, there hasn't been anyone more war on their project. The track would have been a welcome addition to the catalog, but it looks like No Name stands on her principle above anything else. So the guy says, this is why they ain't put you on the soundtrack, sis. Well, there's a purpose. And, and, and I agree with her because they don't talk about things that are going against things like the war in Vietnam. Oh, that's never going to be because and then maybe you might take a look at the current wars that we've been launched. That's why they don't put her on the fucking albums. So that should be... So you gotta get that in your head. That they're never gonna put something on... On original... On original out. Because the fake stuff is allowed to be out at any time. So that's why they do the stuff that they actually do. And, you, and people have to understand that. So I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep reading the last this the last parts on this. For why I was she's been consistent in expressing and defending her views and she spent time elaborating on Fred Hampton's politics for her fan on Twitter. Her book club has been the most consistent share of literature consist consistent with black revolutionary theory. So she isn't winning 
tilted at the women. Some fans appear may not appreciate her outspokenness, but consider Hampson Onward, he likely stand with her more than most of the other names on the track list. Yeah, it's good. It's good that you got, and she's going to put it out there for y'all to see. So you dumb fucks won't be going up here and saying that she's not involved in which she should have every right to speak out about what's going on with this crap. Because it is bullshit. Okay, because it is complete absolute bullshit what they're doing. Okay? Okay? I hope everybody understands that. Okay. So then, and then they released they released the track list for everybody to see for the actual album. So it's great to see everybody on the track list. That is absolutely important to see in place, and I. Let's see how everything works out. Okay. So that's why I think like that is very, very important. Alright, so now let's let's move on to the other subject. And I I think I got a few more things to talk about. So, we got one of them. Jay-Z and L. Kuzay nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Jay-Z and L. Kuzay officially nominated for the 2021 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame joint rappers like Biggie, N.W.A., and Rum D.N.C. The new nominations for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame 2000 have been officially revealed as it is the case. Several rap legends have been on accordingly with the latest seen the addition of the Notorious B.I.D. This year's big of nominees have brought JZ and L. Kuzi into the fold. Should they also go go on to be inducted, they'll be joined with Rum DNC, Beastie Boys, Public Enemy, NWA, and Biggie as the hip hop represents and now. In addition to JL nominees, including Rage Against the Mission, Food Fight, Katie Bush, Iron Man, Chaka Khan, Devil, The Go, Go, Carol King, Newark, Dolls, Tina Turner, Diane War, Falco, Mary J, and Todd Rundgren. Eligibility criteria required the nominee release of the first commercial 25 years ago for Jay Z's Reasonable Doubt 1996 release to make it official eligibility. Where Al Kuzi has been eligible since the radio drop, radio drop in 1985. It's great, and I like. Well, and that's a great to have a rock and roll hall of fame. But a lot of people want to talk about the rock and roll hall of fame. But most people don't know. That there's another Rock and Hall of Fame. And, and, and it is in Atlanta. 
Okay, because that's the, that's the second Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because we can say people talk about okay. So I have no issues of of but the but the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame also is in Georgia. So they don't tell you they tell you one Hall of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is in Georgia, but they never talk about the one, I mean, in Cleveland, the one in Georgia, excuse me for that second. So that's one that most people don't even know about, which James Brown was part of the Rock and Roll. So that, that, that's why. So let's make sure that is all important. Okay. We got two Major League Baseball. Uh, we got two discussions in Major League Baseball we want to first talk about. One of them, I'm going to talk about the 2021 season seven inning doubleheader run action and quality content tracing program. Major League Baseball and the Major Players Association have agreed on COVID 19 health. And safety protocol rules for the 2021. The league announced on Tuesday they agreed on terms of both spring and for the regular season, and the protocols will be impact player on and off the field. In many ways, the 2021 will look like will look a lot like the 2020. Expect the plan is for a full 162 games. The key on the field adjustment will be noted as a different from pre-2020. Will be doubleheaders will be two seven-inning games. Each offense will get a runner on second to start extra inning. After roster will be limited, limit will revert to 26 and expand to 28 in September. Major League Baseball clubs are permitted to carry up to five additional taxi squad players on all road trips. So that's uh, so I'm not gonna read the whole arg. I'm gonna go by what's gonna be important, the point stuff. So here are the new rules. Here are the safety measures. Here, ten day isolation period requires the all in who tested positive COVID-19. Individuals who have been identified have been in close contact with confirmed case of COVID will be subject to a mandatory quarantine to seven days and must test negative on day five or later. Among the other requirements to rejoin the club facilities, a new we call a kind of prohibiting certain high risk out the ball park, indoor gathering, attend more indoor restaurants and bars, and fitness and well centers, and entertainment, gaming events, and other as that is prohibited by state or local governments. So, and then during the season, individuals during roll trips are not permitted to leave the hotel other than the team activity at the team facility or the barber or the medical reason, outdoor walk, outdoor diet if approved by the joint committee or for other low risk outdoor activity or in extraordinary circumstances. 
Members of the traveling party must notify a club compliant officer before leaving the hotel. Oh yeah, so that's total that's that's full martial law there. Full martial law. Huh. That sounds like martial law. Medical martial law. Contact tracing will require Kinetic contract training device to be worn at all times while in the club facility, during clubs ready to travel, and while engaged in the team, including group workouts and practices. Face coverage must be properly worn at all times when in club facilities, in the dugout, other than for the players on the field during the game or during pregame warm-up. All major league clubs will co have a compliance officer concentrating them in a face mask enforcer. Fines will be issued for non-compliance during games and the fines will be donated to charity. <laughs> if it isn't martial law, I don't know what martial law is here. And all I want to talk about in this podcast, but it, it, when you read this, this is ap this has all the this all the tale times of medical martial uh, medical martial law. So that's why. And we okay. So now we got took care of that. Now we got we got breaking news from the Nelson Cruz. Um, the Cruz guy has now been official. They just made that officially an hour ago. I was I was doing some uh, I was hearing this when I was doing some work today. So that is what it is. The Minnesota Twins finalized their $13 million um, one-year contract with designating hitter Nelson Cruz on Wednesday, retained the most valued player from the NLC Central Champion team of the last two seasons. The four-year-old Cruz has agreed to the deal a week ago for his 17th Major League season. Cruz had lead the Twins in home runs in each of his two years, with the Twins ranked the second and fourth, respectively, in the AL. Offense OPS, the six-time All-Star won Slugger of the Award 2019 and 2020. Last season, Cruz batted 303 with 16 home runs and 33 RBIs in 53 games in the pen-shortened season. He won the Marvin Miller Man of the Year with an honor voted by his peers for a player most respected for leadership on the field and in the community. Cruz won the team. MVP and leadership awards in each of the last two seasons. Uncertainly, whatever the DH will be used in the NHL this year com uh, contribute to the delayment of agreement for both crews in the train as far as a mutual deserve him to return all along. The first pitchers and catchers work out in spring time for the Twins instead for February 19th, and with the first full squad workout on Valley on February 23rd. I'm very, very excited. I'm so ready for the Twins. I'm so fired up with the Twins. I'm so full fired up with the Twins. So that's all to it. Well, guys. Well, you know, that, that that's it. That's all, that's all I got to cover for y'all, okay? So, I want you guys to have a good... I want you to have a... I want you to have a fabulous, fabulous, great day.
day and enjoy everything about it. Enjoy life. And that is all I have for you. Bye-bye. See you later.